So we're continuing in our series for Advent uh, called A Light in the Dark. And today uh, we're going to into Luke chapter 2 to look at quite a famous incident that occurred where God suddenly appears at night time to a group of shepherds. Uh, and we'll get straight into it. Uh, actually, we'll read it and then we'll open up and look at some of the things. We'll work through some of these verses. Uh, uh, this is a busy, busy season, isn't it? I mean, who's ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas? I'm not sure I'm ready for Christmas. Uh, it's busy, but I just hopefully for a few moments today, we can pause and reflect about the real meaning of Christmas again and what, this, what the Bible says this season is really all about. We look back to the birth of Jesus Christ. Today, he can reveal himself to us afresh and we look forward to the day when he returns again. Uh, so let's go into this passage. It's Luke chapter 2. We'll read from verse 8 through verse 12. And then we'll go down and read verse 15 through verse 20. So Luke 2 chapter 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And we drop down to verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told for them. So it's a well-known passage and it's packed with meaning for us today as Christians in the 21st century. And even very much, in fact, for those of you who may be looking in today thinking, what is Christmas really about? And I've called this uh, sermon today, Good News for All People. Good News for All People. And let's look in this passage at what happens when the glory of God shows up. Because we can... We can read it and we, without really, with, without, with going past the scene here, what really it must have been like. These shepherds would have been out by themselves, uh, probably settling down for the night, maybe even asleep. In fact, they were keeping watch over the flock by night. Uh, maybe they had them in a stone pen, we don't really know, but they would have been sleeping out in the fields, protecting the sheep from predators, it would have been quiet. And suddenly, it's very loud. I mean, we don't know if the glory of God turns up these angels and wakes them up. 
We don't, we, it's not really said, but it's just that the glory of the Lord shone around them and an angel appears to them in the middle of the night. I mean, this is like suddenly shocking. What must this have been like? It must have been disorientating for these shepherds. They must have, what is happening? And I want to go through and pick some things out from these verses uh, that help us understand Christmas in this season of Advent that we're in. And the first thing, the first heading, if you like, I've got for this, and I've got four things I want to quickly go through this morning. God's glory reveals who we really are. That's the first thing. So it says the shepherds were out in the field. They're keeping watch over the flock and an angel of the Lord appears to them and the glory of the Lord shines around and they're filled with what? Wonder, joy, excitement. They're filled with great fear. The Greek word is the phobos word. It means terror. They're terrified. They were afraid. And you think, why? Well, it's another example of when the glory of God suddenly breaks in. When we as human beings really see who God is, when something of his, his, his presence comes in upon us it, with overwhelming reality and we experience something of the glory of God, this is nearly always what happens. You see the prophet Isaiah, it happens to the prophet Isaiah. He's terrified. He, he, he says, who am I? You see it with the, the Peter, the disciple. When, when Jesus causes all the fish to come into the boat, Peter doesn't clap and get excited and say, thank you, Jesus. He, he says, get away from me because I'm a sinful man. There's something of the glory of God shines through in Jesus when he does the miracle of all these fish coming in that causes Peter to kind of throw himself down in the boat and go, Jesus, get away from me. I'm not worthy to be near you. Strange, isn't it? This seems to happen. The transfiguration, when Jesus is, Jesus is up a mountain and suddenly he transfigures into who he really is and some of his glory starts to shine around and the disciples are overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. Peter is doing silly things. It's like he can't think straight. Saying, Jesus, do you want me to put a tent up for you? What, what is he talking about? It's, it's something, when we really see God, we become overwhelmed happens to the Apostle John in the beginning of the book of Revelation. He has a vision of the risen, glorified Jesus, and he throws himself on the ground. And Jesus has to say, it's okay, John, get up, stand up. So what's it, why, does, why does it happen? Well, the glory of God reveals who we really are. When something of the perfection and the holiness of God shines through, there's something in us that goes, oh, I'm not right with you. I'm not right with God. I, I'm not perfect like you are. I'm, I'm broken inside. My motives are wrong. How can I stand in the presence of a holy God? That's what seems to happen to people in the Bible. Because I think we suddenly realize who we really are. We're created beings who are very flawed. And we're in the presence of of a holy God. The glory of God reveals who we really are. Point two, fear is replaced by joy. Verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Fear not, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid because I'm bringing you great news. Great news I'm bringing you good news 
of great joy. I'm bringing you good news that will make you very joyful. For there will be a saviour coming and it's going to be for all the people. This is good news, great joy that will be for all the people. And you think, well, how is it possible not to be afraid? Well, because there's a saviour coming. The next verse, verse 11, so he's, the, the angel said, don't be afraid, there's good news. It's going to make you very happy. Okay, it's for everyone. Yes, well, what is it then? Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. That is good news. That is good news. It means we can stand before God because a saviour has come to rescue us to make us right that sense of unworthiness we accept Jesus into our lives the Bible says we take on his perfect life and we get to stand before God it takes away that sense of fear now we there still has to be a healthy fear of God it says in it says in Psalm 2 verse 11 that we we rejoice with trembling we rejoice with trembling it's still a holy God but we get to rejoice in his presence because Jesus, his perfect life, has been given to us. See, John three seventeen says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but, 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 not to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. All who call on the name of the Lord. Have you called on the name of the Lord? Have you asked Jesus into your life? This is the good news of Christmas. This is, this is what's being announced to the shepherds in this story. This is what the Bible's saying. It's good news. Great joy for all the people. There's a saviour being born. There's a saviour being born. God has made a way for us. This is the good news. This is why fear is replaced by joy. You see, the glory of God does reveal our secrets. It does. But Jesus makes a way for us. It's like he provides a bridge for us to be able to walk through or walk across. We can get right with God. We can stand before a holy God because the Bible says we're now hidden in Jesus. We're hidden, as it were, in his perfect life when we accept him as our saviour. This is the good news here. There's a saviour going to be born. So God's glory reveals who we really are. That's number one. Number two says fear is replaced with joy. Point three, God's glory creates trust in his word. If we drop down now to verse 15, it says this, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And we can read that. I think I did for quite a while through my life. I've read this. Like, yeah, yeah, just gloss over it. Just get on to the next bit. Yeah, the, 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 the angels went away and the shepherds just said, hey, yeah, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. See, they trusted enough to make the journey to Bethlehem. They trusted enough. We can gloss over this. This is the, what do they do with the sheep? It doesn't really say. What do they do? Leave one shepherd with the sheep? Did they all go? 
did they did they all go it says here the shepherd said to one another, let us go over the, the inferences they all went so what did they do i don't know did they say one of you just stay back and look after all our sheep or were they just so overcome with this that they just they just went <laughs> they just said god will will follow you we'll do we'll do whatever you you've shown up you've spoken to us whatever it's okay if this is true what you're saying then you can look after the sheep i don't know but they trusted enough to make the journey to Bethlehem. See, my original childlike faith can become dull. That's my testimony. Even as a pastor, over the years, events, life, things that happen, things that don't turn out the way you thought they would, disappointments, delays, frustrations, they can dull your childlike faith. These shepherds, it was so real to them that they just trusted. They just said, yeah, the Lord has said it. The Lord's made it known to us. Well, let's go to Bethlehem then. Let's go and do it. The Lord has said it, so let's go and see. That's kind of what it says here. The Lord's appeared to us and said this, so yeah, let's, let's go. They take the long walk of faith to Bethlehem. How we, 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 so easy for us. Again, in hindsight, we look back and think, yeah, of course. How weird is this? These shepherds are going to Bethlehem on the basis of an angel turning up about a saviour being born in a manger. What? The Messiah? But what? What is this? No, let's go and see. The Lord said it. It's what it says. Let's go and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Got to find a stable. Got to find a baby. They're going to leave the sheep. How are we doing with trusting God? How are we doing with God? You've spoken, so it's okay. Or have the cares of life, the weariness come upon you? Disappointment. God, I pray for myself. God, keep my faith childlike. That God, if you've said it, it's enough for me. I'm going to trust you. So we see it. We see God's glory reveals who we really are. Fear is replaced with joy when we understand the gospel. God's glory creates simple trust in his word. And finally, the gospel produces thankfulness. Right down to verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. It's gone from fear to joy to simple trust and now to glorifying God and praising him and thanking him for all they'd heard and seen this is what should happen that the gospel when we understand the savior has come when we understand who this baby really is that gets born in this stable in Bethlehem must produce praise and thanks in our hearts I want to encourage us as a church I want to encourage myself in the midst of the busyness of this season, when we consider what Christmas is really about, thankfulness should rise. I talked last week about 
uh, about the wisdom of God and about the peace that comes and about rejoicing in these things. Let's be thankful. Let's keep being thankful in this season. I don't know what you've been through this year, how difficult it's been for you with coronavirus and everything that it's brought, all the disruption, all the challenge, all the change. Keep being thankful. This is what the shepherds, when they really understood the story of Christmas, it produced praise and thanksgiving and glory to God. You see, glory changes everything, really, when we see the glory of God. It breaks in on our day-to-day routines and what we do. But here's the interesting thing, because otherwise we can just be going for glory. It's just, I, I, I can't function unless I've got glory and I've got more glory. And where's the next bit of glory coming? Just look at, the, it's interesting, the life of the shepherds. It seems to me they went back to being shepherds. See, nothing really changed uh, in their lives, in their jobs. But glory seemed to make them thankful. And I want to say to you that, that God wants to keep revealing his glory to you. He wants you to keep seeing it through the scripture. He wants to keep showing you who he really is that produces praise and thanksgiving in your hearts in the midst of this season. But you continue. Your circumstances don't evaporate. They don't disappear. They continue. You continue in your job. You continue in your career. You continue in your studies. Your day-to-day routine continues. But God wants you to be full of thankfulness and praise in the midst of the routine of your life. These shepherds go back to being shepherds. There's nothing to say that they don't. See, the good news of Christmas and of the life of Jesus and what it means for us is that in the ups and downs of life, we can be thankful. We can be thankful through it. We can continue to be content. We can continue to praise God. I believe, and my experience in my own life is that, and I'm still learning with this, that when I learn to be grateful for things. Uh, things start to change in me and often around me. When you develop a life of thankfulness for your family, uh, for your work, for your friends, for how good God is to you, when you start to do that, when you start to be thankful to those around you, not only do you start to change, they start to change. It has an effect. It ripples out. Have a life of thankfulness. Thank God for what is good. Thank God for what is good about him and what is good in your life. Because my experience is when I get really busy and pressure comes on me, I start to think more about what's wrong and what I haven't got rather than what I have got. Praise comes by, write down some things you're thankful for in your life. Write them down and speak them out. Maybe you need to go to someone and say, I'm thankful for you, that you're in my life. Say some things about them that you're thankful for. 
definitely speak it out to God in prayer and worship and thanksgiving. God, I'm so thank you for the gift of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful for your wisdom of being born in a stable in Bethlehem and what that has meant for me. There's so many things you can be thankful for. See, do you count your blessings or your complaints? And I, I, I address that to myself. Do I count my blessings or my complaints? And it's not to say there aren't things that you're upset about and you can be rightly upset about things. I'm not saying to be silly in this. I'm just saying get perspective. I'm not asking you the things that, that maybe things that have been done wrong to you. Maybe people need to say sorry to you. Uh, life is tough. People say things they shouldn't say. I'm not saying that doesn't happen at all. I'm really not saying that. But I'm saying, do you count your complaints or do you count your blessings? Make sure you're counting your blessings. 2 Corinthians 3, 18 says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. Transform, the word is metamorphosis. It's where we get the Greek word, the English word metamorphosis. We're, we're being changed. It's like we're being changed one degree at a time. I want to say to you today, if you're thankful, you will change slowly into being more in the image of Jesus Christ be thankful be thankful you can change one day at a time for the better don't give up thankfulness will help you become more like Christ let me sum up in the routine of today I often can't feel things sometimes I can't feel that I'm changing. I can't feel that I'm becoming more like Christ. But if I keep looking at Jesus, I will be changed. And I think back now, I never would have imagined how God would change me. I look back 30 years or 35 years and think I ever knew how God would change me. I had no idea. When I look back now, I see so many little things. I see some big things that God did. But so many moments where God changed me to become more like Christ. And it's a process that's going on every single day, day after day after day. If I keep looking at Jesus, if I keep studying Jesus, if I keep coming to Jesus, I'll get changed into him, his image bit by bit by bit. And thankfulness is such a huge part of that. I want to encourage you to keep pressing on, keep praising God. I mean, in the midst of pain, of difficulty, of frustration, keep praising him, keep thanking him, keep glorifying God like these shepherds did. It will change you, even in this season of Advent. Thank God for things in your life. Write them down. Consider them. Let's worship together.